Hello everybody, doing this last E3 Gamer Audio Cast a bit differently. So let's just kick off the show and saying, hey everybody, you're listening to the Juju2Cast Networks, the E3 Gamer Audio Cast 2018. This is the Aftermath Show, where I, Mr. Mike, run down all the stuff that I have noticed during E3 2018 so far, from all the press conferences, all the news, all the stuff. All the way leading up to today, Wednesday, as I'm doing this podcast later at night, just to see if there was any extra, I don't know, E3 announcements, which could still happen, you never know. There's still some E3 left, and you never know, but I highly doubt it. Uh, So, a lot of press conferences, a lot of stuff happened, a lot of stuff didn't happen. So, I'm going to break it all down in this podcast, with all the surprises, the games, uh, the stuff we didn't even see that we should have seen or we would think or we thought we were going to see but didn't see. So I got the list right here and we're going to basically, well basically I'm going to say, you know what, I think it was a pretty good E3. I was quite happy with it. Of course every E3 that I see comes and goes right away so, you know, it doesn't last, folks. It doesn't last and I'm going to bump up my mic a little bit here. Yeah, the E3, it's just like any other holiday to me, you know, especially this gaming holiday where I got multiple days of fun and happiness and stuff to watch and see, even though it's still going on and there's still some people still doing coverage and other stuff with E3, but still, oh, it comes and goes so fast and I'm like, wow, where did all that day go for that E3? So... Just to kick it off, we're going to kick it off with EA. Uh, They were the first to go. They were first on Saturday to go kick off their press conference. I don't usually expect much from EA. I haven't really bought too much from EA lately except for the Burnout games. uh, The Burnout Paradise uh, Remastered that came out and the Burnout, uh, what was it called? Burnout uh, Revenge, which was a backwards compatible title on the from the 360 to Xbox One. Those were the only two games that I actually purchased from EA. Otherwise, I haven't really purchased a darn thing from EA. I was thinking about per, uh, purchasing Battlefield 1, maybe, because it is on sale uh, now that they got so many extra copies out there. Um, but usually I don't buy anything from EA because, you know, EA never really has too much for me that I'm interested in to play and, you know, purchase and play. Um, the other thing is that, you know, EA's, EA's culture, EA's stance on gaming lately has been tarnished with all the stuff that they've been trying to do to nickel and dime the gamers, trying to, you know, grab that, squeeze that stone for an extra few more cents and pennies out of you guys and me. I don't like that stuff. I don't like that. And there was so many franchises that EA did that killed off, you know, most of them. And I've just been looking for something from EA to eventually maybe get and play. But, you know, it's they're not making it easy for me. At least not yet. Uh, so, of course, they kicked off the press conference, Battlefield Five. You know, the new Battlefield game looks pretty good. Looks great as a Battlefield game. It is no Battlefield Bad Company, but it is a Battlefield game. And I know a lot of you, including me, wants a new Battlefield Bad Company, but uh, will we get one? I don't know. 
even all this Battlefield 5 uh, fully destructible environments, all that stuff, I think they also talked about, uh, uh, what's that game mode again? That, uh, I forgot what the game mode is called. You know, the... Ah, shoot. I can't think of it. You know, what Player Unknown Battlegrounds does and Fortnite does. That kind of gameplay they promised in Battlefield, I guess, this time around. Okay, good for them. Uh, so, you know, it's just more Battlefield, more stuff. World War Two, I think, this time around. And it looks pretty damn good. What more can you say from EA? And all their games are made in the Frostbite engine as well. So, you know, if all the games that are made in the Frostbite engine, you know they're going to look good. Including this game, which this might be... I'm thinking. I don't know for sure. But this game is, uh, when I saw it from EA, making me want to get an EA game from Bioware. And I wasn't happy with Bioware, really, because I hated Bioware's Mass Effect games. I tried playing Mass Effect, didn't like it, didn't care for it. Um, I saw other people play Mass Effect 2, still didn't feel like it was a good game. And I, you know, I, I never played 3 either, so... Didn't really care about Mass Effect. Didn't think they were good. Uh, you know, soured by the first one, even though I know the second and the third aren't like the first one. But I, I was I was kind of, you know, eh about that. But this new game from Bioware, Anthem, it looks like a really good game. And it looks like something, and yes, I'm going to say this, it looks a little Destiny-ish. You know, big open world. You're going and you're fighting these monsters and creatures and stuff. But... You know, you can get to be a mech character or another different suited character. It looks really good. It looks something unique. It just doesn't look like a bunch of people that looks like um, Halo Master Chief characters or anything. You know, in the Spartan outfits or anything. It looks like a t- groups of people that have different classes, different styles. That makes the game look really good. And the game itself on the worlds looks really good and colorful and realistic and the enemies look pretty badass in this game um i want to see what more of what anthem looks like more so down the road and you never know maybe maybe this might be the first uh you know game that i might pick up and play from ea and bioware that i would actually like to play it looked like a game that i would want to play it didn't look like destiny where i was watching destiny from activision i'm like eh. Uh, Halo ripoff. Even though it was made by Bungie, which created Halo, they kind of ripped themselves off instead of being creative and making whole new characters. They made them all look like Spartans again. And they do all the same stuff as the Halo characters do. Uh, but Anthem, it looks like it has a unique touch to a unique, different type of feel and story and all that. I want to see what more what uh, Bioware and Anthem is going to be doing. And, uh, Yay should probably have some good stuff with that. Um, of course, they showed a lot of sports games as usual. You know, fo- I think they showed some football, mostly soccer and some other stuff. So I won't get into that stuff because I don't really care. It's just more of those sports games that they make every year for everybody. Um, let's see here. Uh, Command & Conquer Rivals, which is going to be a free-to-play mobile game. I think it's a bad idea that a great RTS series uh, went to mobile and that they just downsized everything and they made this weird, stupid little uh, game. Just 
basically killing and stomping on the Command and Conquer series. And apparently they don't know what what they're doing anymore with that 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 IP. They're just killing it. Killing it slowly, killing it fast. I don't know. It's not the Command and Conquer I like. I want to play a good Command and Conquer RTS game on my PC, thank you. Or console, but I'd rather probably play it on PC, so that's me. Because I, like, I love Command and Conquer games. I played them for a long, long time, many, many years, and that's what I grew up on. This is not it. This is just a downhanded thing. We'll make it for mobile. We'll make it, we'll slap the Command and Conquer name on it. <laughs> I think it's pathetic. And I'm going to take a sip of water here. Ah, hopefully you heard that. like to add a little noise during my breaks. I gotta wet the whistle. The, <laughs> my mouth is dry already. Um, and that was basically it. They didn't really talk too much about anything else. They did tease uh, this game from Titanfall Developer Studio Respawn, uh, which the CEO of Respawn or the main man of Respawn, which sold his company, which did Titanfall, which sold his company to EA. Um, he stated, they made him talk about the new Star Wars game he was working on, which he couldn't say anything about. He didn't say anything about. The only thing he said about it was that it was, uh, you know, the name, and it would be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and it was coming out Christmas 2019, and it's like, why even bother even promoting it? Why even bother talking about it if it ain't, isn't coming out till Christmas of 2019? And if it's so far along like that, which, you know, they, they got one year to make that game and uh, you would have thought that they would have showed some kind of a little teaser trailer for that game, at least. At least. I think it's supposed to be a first person game? I don't know. Um, he says you, uh, Vince Zampella, that's his name, uh, I guess he said you could hold, hold a lightsaber and fight with a lightsaber in the game and stuff, so I guess there's something to that. I don't know any more about it. It's a Star Wars game. Um, very few, one of very few Star Wars games that are going on through EA right now. Even though they got the licensing for Star Wars, and they just haven't been cranking out those games like they should be. But what can you say? And stuff we didn't see over at the EA uh, press conference was no new Plants vs Zombies and no new Burnout games, which really bummed me out because when they were releasing the remastered version of Burnout Paradise and then release, uh, re-releasing and putting out and making it backwards compatible on the Xbox One, Burnout uh, Revenge, I was sure that they were going to at least announce a tra- trailer, whatever they had ready for a new Burnout game. But I'm guessing they might not have that till 2019 for E3 2019, if at all. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking EA is going to be doing a burnout, new burnout game. Or they are working on a new burnout game uh, in, in one of their internal studios. And it's going to hopefully be a good game. I don't know. I don't even know if they are developing it. I'm just guessing they're developing it. Because they need a, a racing game from EA. Uh, because their Need for Speed games are all garbage. And they all went down the tubes. Uh, a new burnout. I would love it. But we didn't see any of that. Then we go on to an Xbox. You know, Microsoft. Microsoft and Xbox. 
They always got a lot of stuff going on. They said they had a lot of stuff going on. So, here's the stuff that Microsoft talked about. So, they already kicked off the press conference and teased Halo, a new the new Halo game uh, called Halo Infinite. Infinite. And it's a glimpse, and they showed a glimpse of Master Chief. Nothing else is known about it. We all think it's the new Halo game. It, some people think it's something to do with the Master Chief collection. I think they're just doing it for the new Halo game. Why would you just show more of the, you know, of the stuff if it was just an update to the Master Chief collection or something? You know what I mean? I don't think they would do that. They shouldn't do that. I don't think they are doing that. Uh, I think Halo Infinite is going to be a brand new Halo game, and I hope it's good. What else can I say about that? Nothing. Um, Then they showed Gears Pop. Yeah, teasing Gears Pop. Oh, no, actually first. Sorry. Well, first they did show Gears Pop, okay, which is in a partnership with the toy company Funko, and then they showed Gears Tactics, which looks like an awesome XCOM game in the Gears universe, essentially, which... You know what? I always thought that uh, Gears Te- we should have like a Gears of War RTS or or XCOM type of real time strategy or uh, that's RTS or uh, um, turn based uh, g- game like XCOM is uh, turn based strategy game. And then after that, they showed off Gears Five a little bit. Uh, you get to play as Kate this time around. Uh, n- not JD or Marcus Phoenix, which I think that's what they're touting there. Uh, there are a couple of other Gears games, like I said, that we're coming to, which is the Gear Pop thing for mobile, and then Gears Tactics, which looks pretty good. But uh, Gears 5, you know, it's more Gears of War. It's more of what we like to see. It's continuing the story with uh, the crew. JD looks a lot different now, and uh, Marcus Phoenix looks like he's all... He's all rad. Kate, she's upset and pissed. Uh, I think that's because her mother died. I think that was her mother uh, when they showed the the scene. It just looks like the whole Gears group, they were all, all the cogs, they were all splitting up. And then, uh, you know, you got all the locusts and stuff and creatures back again, uh, creating war and havoc again. They didn't really kill them all, I guess. They were all in cocooned or something, as they said. But uh, I'm looking forward to Gears 5. I'm always into the Gears uh, games. So when Gears 5 does eventually come out, I'll be, I'll be ready for it. Either 2019 or 2020. I don't know. They showed a lot of it. It looked pretty damn good. And it looked like it was almost ready for prime time. So maybe 2019. Holiday 2019. I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Uh, then they showed this game called Sir Sekri- Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which was a new IP from Activision from the Dark Souls developer from software as expected from the studio. There are lots of boss battles and fast-paced combat. That looked pretty good and looked very Japanese. Uh, then they showed off the new Forza Horizon 4 game. Uh, looks definitely really stunning. Are utterly stunning in my show notes here, uh, with different seasons affecting the play and the racing action being set this time in Great Britain and not in Japan, like we're all 
speculating. Which a lot of people I'm sure are going to be disappointed because a lot of people said they wanted to see him do it in Japan. And didn't the, I think um, Playground under Playground Underground Playground Underground or whatever Playground Games? Um, I think they stated that this would be their last Forza Horizon game for a little bit. They're going to take a break from making Forza games, uh, Forza Horizon games, and then they're going to come back to it. I thought they said they were going to do that. Um, so who knows when the next Forza Horizon Japan or something comes out. But Great Britain looks really good. Uh, the weather effects look really good. And jumping way, way ahead into the future of this podcast, when Sony didn't show off uh, any Gran Turismo or something, I'm like, how come... And I know there's two studios developing these games, but still, that's like one every other year. And it's like, it's either Forza or Forza Horizon. And I'm looking at them, I'm like, wow, these games are coming out every year, either one or another, a proper Forza or Forza Horizon. How come they can do that? And the people over, it's, I don't know what that studio is called for Sony that does the Gran Turismo games anymore. But you don't hear nothing from them. And then when they said there's, there's a game coming out that's like a beta or a, or a small uh, smidge of a game. Because they're such perfectionists over there and they like to suck up uh, Sony money. You know, it's like, okay, what do you guys got over there? I don't know. Uh, so Forza Horizon 4 definitely looks amazing. I may get it. I'll wait till maybe it goes on sale because I still got all these other Forza games to play. And I don't mind waiting a little bit for Forza Horizon 4 uh, to get a, like, a price drop somewhere. You know, physical copy or something. And it's in Great Britain, so why not? Maybe I'll ask for it for Christmas or something. Uh, then Capcom showed off Devil May Cry 5, which looked really good. Even though I'm not a big Devil May Cry fan, I tried playing Devil May Cry, uh, I think, three or four before. Never got into it, but, you know, Devil May Cry 5 looks out of sight, people. Very out of sight, especially with those cutscenes. Then they showed Dying Light 2. Of course, everybody's zombie-like adventure or zombie-like game, which... What the hell? There not there enough zombie games out there? But this is a zombie post-apocalyptic game again. You know, same thing with zombies. A lot of zombie games out there. Um, so they showed that off. Then they showed off, you know, their little presentation on Crackdown 3, which still nothing was really shown gameplay-wise. They showed a little bit, you know, a little bit of gameplay action sequences, but it looked like the same stuff that we've seen the year prior, I wish they would have showed it, even though it's not out and it's not coming out until 2019, I think they said. Like, February 2019, I think it was, uh, for Crackdown 3. I would have loved to see if they would have just, um, you know, showed a little bit of gameplay. Showed a little mission or something. Something to say, okay, this game looks great, it's in the works, it looks great. The B-roll was not enough for me. It wasn't enough for me, and I wish they would have shown more, because I love Crackdown. It's a great series. I know a lot of people hate the second one, and I know I keep apologizing for this, but I like Crackdown and Crackdown 2. I want myself my Crackdown 3 with Terry Crews in it, because he's going to blow the motherfucking shit out of everything over there. You got that right. So, 
I have to crack down three as I take another sip of water. You know, by the way, this is like my second bottle of water I just finished here. I have to take another bottle of water because I finished the second bottle of water, so I'm going to be pissing all night today. Oh well. It's really hot out. Um, actually, it's nice in this office. I'm surprised at how nice it is in my office right now. Um, then we've seen, which they showed at the very end. Oh, well, there's other stuff, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the very end of the press conference, they had their fake hack going on. And CD Projekt Red showed off a nice, a very nice trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. Which promises to be, to do for the sci-fi what Witcher 3 did to for the fantasy Huzzah. And you know what? Even though I never played any of the Witcher games, I do have The Witcher 2, I think, on my Xbox backwards compatible list. And, you know, The Witcher 3 looks like a good game. Cyberpunk 2077 looks like a awesome, awesome futuristic game. Badass. Everything that I would love to play in that world. And... Uh, Whenever it's announced to be released or whatever, whenever they think it's ready for prime time, I cannot wait to play it because it looks really graphically pleasing. It looks like a very awesome game. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be playing some me some of that Cyberpunk 2077 if it comes out on this gen console. But it looks like it's for a next gen console. It looks like it might be for the next Xbox and the next PlayStation and your next gen PCs. You know what I mean? Because the game looks so good. And CD Projekt Red, they do some pretty graphically pleasing games. Even though I never played anything from them, they did some pretty graphically pleasing games. They do some good games. So Cyberpunk 2077, I am looking for you. And oh, of course, they talked about all the new first party studios that they have just acquired. They acquired uh, Playground Games, which originally wasn't a part of their... Uh, Xbox Game Studios uh, division because they had Turn 10 Studios for Forza Proper and now they purchased uh, you know Playground Games now which does the other Forzas Forza Horizons and that so called maybe Fable game Uh, and they acquired a whole bunch of other people you know other studios and I think what did they say they got 4 or 5 new studios now you know not huge studios, but, you know, the studios you would expect them to maybe acquire because they did some good work, great work on some titles, and, you know, that's what they did. They didn't purchase an EA or an Activision or uh, anything else out there that I can think of. They just purchased these smaller indie developers or smaller developers, and they're make, giving them all the money and tools and resources they want to make them great first-party games for their console, which we probably won't see for uh, two to three years, I'm guessing, on any of these studios. So the things we didn't see from the Microsoft press conference, we didn't see, which I was predicting, and this is what I was predicting in uh, the pre-show, because there was a lot of predictions and stuff I wanted to see from like the pre-show and post-show and all that. Um... I predicted that they would have an Xbox Live Gold slash Game Pass crossover combination where they would combine both Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass together instead of you 
getting a separate subscription for the uh, Game Pass, it would just be a part of your Xbox Live Gold membership. Maybe they would raise that 10 more bucks, I don't know, uh, for a year, every year or something, or 20 bucks for every year, you know, raise the price up a little bit for each year uh, for the Xbox Live Gold slash Game Pass, because then anybody that gets Xbox Live Gold and gets a new Xbox One console or whatever, even if you have an existing console and you're just renewing your Xbox Live Gold, You'll be getting Game Pass with that too, so you don't. You'll have not only, and this is perfect. This would have been perfect for new people, new gamers to the platform, new people that are like, "Hmm, I'm considering getting an Xbox One right now, or Xbox One S, I should say, or X." Hmm, I wonder what games I have to get for them. I wonder if I can afford them or something. Now, they're gonna decide. Well, I gotta get Xbox Live membership too, and that's gonna be kind of expensive. So, what do I do? Well, here's the thing. If you got an Xbox Live Gold subscription, you would get those Game Pass games plus the games of Gold games and all that. So you would have plenty of games as a new person on the platform or existing. You would have plenty of new games to play without even going to the store and buying games off the shelf. You know what I mean? So I was really surprised they didn't try to do that or had the balls to do that, I should say. I should say that. Get Phil Spencer, uh, get his balls in the fire there a little bit. I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so, <laughs> you know, I'm free to say whatever here. But uh, I wish they would have seen that. I, we would have seen that. I would have loved to see the new Xbox Live Gold slash combination with uh, Games Pass. That would have made me an, a very much more uh, happy Xbox Live or Xbox Gamer gamer boy here and i don't know xbox game passes seems to be a you know a bit better of a value but i still wish it was just a part of gold then you know don't have to wonder or worry plus they would have a big jump on sony because sony wouldn't wasn't doing any of that stuff so this sony doesn't even still have backwards compatibility and they still didn't announce like username changes uh to for people on the playstation platform so i don't know uh, I wish we'd have seen that, but that's just a little thing in my head, I guess, for the Xbox Live Gold Game Pass combination. It's just a little idea of mine. Just like how gifting was an idea of mine, and now that Xbox Live has gifting, I love that. Even though I never did any of that yet, but as it is an option, is a great idea. Um, we didn't see no Fable game, no new Fable, folks, unfortunately. But that, that was kind of understood. Uh, I know under Playground Games, they just created a new studio. Uh, new people were going in there, and that new studio was, supposed to, was what I'm guessing, supposedly going to be making the new Fable game, uh, or the un- the rumored Fable game. So, you know, if they're just starting on it, you know, starting on production on the game... I don't. I didn't expect it to be there this year. If I if it was there this year, I'd be very surprised. Uh, no new Forza Horizon Japan game, of course, you know. But we got a Forza in Great Britain. But like most, we wanted Forza Horizon Japan, uh, and of course, no new Crackdown footage, which pisses me off because I'm like, shit, a game that you've been pushing back and pushing back. And now you're announcing that it's getting pushed back again till February next year. It better be damn, one damn good game. And plus, plus, 
I would hope that they would, uh, you know, be showing us some game footage, but we didn't get any of it. Very sad. Very sad. Overall, the Xbox uh, press conference was pretty damn good. Then we went to Bethesda. Bethesda land. Oh, my God. One after another crazy things going on on stage and lots and lots of new stuff uh, shown. So much stuff that my Christmas goodie bag is going to get very, very expensive. And I mean from me because a lot of the stuff I'm buying out of pocket, I'm pre-ordering already or had pre-ordered already. And all I know is I'm going to be working a lot of overtime from now till probably Christmas. <laughs> Just to be able to afford half this stuff and to pay off some credit card debt there too. Um, so Bethesda showed us off Rage 2, which is developed by... Um, Avalanche Studios, which makes, of course, the D- Just Cause games and stuff like that. Um, they were, you know, outside party making Rage 2, and it looked pretty damn good. It looked like a good, funky, crazy, over-the-top game, shooter game, and you never know, maybe I'll be picking up Rage 2 sometime around, if I ever have time to play it. After that, they showed something that I was kind of expecting, but not expecting until I saw the beginning of the trailer. I'm like, wait a second. They can't be. Oh my god. It's a new Doom game. And then I was looking at it, I'm like, is it a new Doom game? And I was like, damn, it's a new Doom game. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's on Earth. It's hell on Earth. That must mean it must be the sequel to Doom. It must be Doom 2, definitely. And then they come out and they call it Doom Eternal. The new, the second Doom, Doom 2, the continuation from Doom that is coming out, uh, I think 2019? Yeah, I think 2019 they were talking about. But, hey everybody, we're getting a new Doom game. Holy shit, I just beat the last Doom. Now we're getting a whole new Doom game. So, Doom 2, or should we say Doom Eternal, coming, 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 coming to everybody, eventually. Uh, they also showed off a new Wolfenstein game, like something in the in-between Wolfenstein games, like the Old Blood and stuff like that, and Old Order or whatever they called the the Wolfenstein prequel games. Well, this Wolfenstein game is called Young Blood, which is basically G, uh, B.J. Blazkowicz's uh, daughters growing up in this uh, Nazi-filled world where they got to kill a lot of Nazis together. And I guess it's also a co-op game where you could play uh, individually or co-op. So, Youngblood, everybody. Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Looks interesting. Looks very badass and interesting. Then they showed off Fallout Shelter, which is now on the PS4 and Switch. Which I'm surprised it wasn't on the PS4. It was on the Xbox. It was on mobile. It was on everything else, PC. I didn't. I thought it was on uh, PC. X or PlayStation as well, but I guess not. I guess it didn't come to PlayStation until now, and it's now out for PS4 and Switch, which I downloaded for the Switch because it's free, and I'm stupid, and I know I'm never going to probably play that game on Switch, but at least I can say, hey, I own it on Switch. whoopie doo da. It was a little fun for a little bit, but then I grew tired of Fallout Shelter. Um, then they... Also introduced uh, another mobile game because, you know, they were either showing virtual reality games at Bethesda, which a lot of them I'm not talking about, and, or they showed a lot of other stuff, mobile games. So the, 
Elder Scrolls Blades. Yeah, new Elder Scrolls game, but it's Blades, called Blades. A free-to-play mobile game coming this fall for iOS and Android. And basically, it's like you want a full-fledged Elder Scrolls adventure for your phone or tablet. Well, here you go. Even though it is going to be limited, I guess in some ways they were saying uh, for Elder Scrolls Blades, but it's still that full experience if you're playing like an Elder Scrolls game, but on your phone phone or tablet, which looked like a pretty good, uh, looked pretty good on how they created it and what it looks like, and it runs really good and it looks really good, so hey, you know, I give it to the people if they're interested in playing that game. It's free to play, so there you have it for Elder Scrolls Blades. And then, yo, they announced Fallout 76, yo. They showed off more of that, even though we saw that before the trailer, and then we saw some stuff at uh, Microsoft. But, hey, they showed a lot more, and they announced what was going to be Fallout 76, which basically is an online multiplayer game, basically. Um... Which I was like, eh. But then they said it was going to be in the game. There's going to be, you know, storyline still. There's going to be missions. There's going to be open world stuff. You could, I guess, base build again, which I don't really care about too much. Um, it looks really good. It looks really good uh, because it's open world, met open world, and, you know, no. Uh, what am I talking about here? It's open world, and it's multiplayer game. There's no VAT system in this game, which I'm like, well, how do you make a fall game and not have VATs in it? Wouldn't it not be a fall game if it didn't have VATs in it? Wouldn't it just be another single-player shooter game? So I kind of got worried a little bit. I still am a little worried about it, but it still looks pretty good. They showed off some gameplay. They showed off the... Uh, West Virginia, which is uh, happening in, uh, looks pretty good. It's supposed to be four times the size of Fallout 4 was. So imagine the, the major big size of Fallout 4. Well, this is four times the size of Fallout 4's map. So it's going to be majorly big. It's really big. And then after they, after the press conference, they were talking about, they were showing off and talking about the... No, they were doing it during the press conference, too. They, they announced... Uh, a special edition of Fallout 76 and a collector's edition, or I think limited collector's edition of Fallout 76 with the power helmet, the power armor helmet uh, that comes in there and all the other stuff that you would get in the special edition and more stuff. And it was looking so cool. And I got to bring this up. I got to find out where it is. Let's see here if I can find it. I know it's hard to find in all this E3 Hubble Blue. Why don't I just do this? It saves us all a bunch of time. Let's see here. Uh, Fallout 76 Power Power Armor Edition. There we go. Power Armor Edition. Contents and pre-order. There we go. So, the Power Edition is still available for Xbox One, PS4, or PC Walmart with two-day free shipping. Other retailers are sold out or waiting for more in stock. I got mine already pre-ordered on Amazon, so I wonder if Amazon has 
more of that. Let's see here. Um, whoop. Fallout 76. Let's see here. Fallout 76. Power. Armor. Edition. I doubt that's going to come up. Oh, there we go. Unavailable, folks. And I already pre-ordered it. I purchased this on June 11th. It is gone. The Power Armor Edition of Fallout 76. So basically, it's rare now. <laughs> but some people are saying it's still at Walmart if you want to still pre-order it. Like I said, I got mine in um, on Amazon. I'm still unsure on if I want to, you know... I don't know. I have my quirks about this. Um, and it's not the collector's edition. The collector's edition looks rad because you get a, a waste a West Tech uh, a West Tech uh, vault bag, duffel bag. You get the power armor helmet. Whoops. Let's see here. Power armor helmet. Um, all this other stuff. Little collectible characters. Um, glow in the dark map. A nice box. And you can wear the helmet. That's pretty cool. I like how you can wear the helmet. Um, it's kind of expensive. It's kind of expensive, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. Like I said, it sold out pretty fast. It sold out really fast. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Power Armor Edition. It's, it was like 180 bucks, 200 bucks, uh, give or take. Like I said, it's sold out basically everywhere. It's sold out at GameStop. It's sold out on Amazon. Uh, it's sold out at Best Buy. I guess uh, it's still available at Game UK and it's still available at Walmart. But everybody else, from uh, Best Buy to Amazon and stuff here, it's all sold out already because you know these were limited and uh, stock, and everybody wants them. <laughs> So uh, that that was a big thing, and like I said, I'm hesitant to play it, but here's the good thing about this. I will find out if I'm going to like this game or not ahead of time, because they're giving us a free, if you pre-order Fallout 76, and I, it doesn't matter if you just pre-order the regular game, or you pre-order uh, uh, the collector's editions or anything, you get a free code, you get a free code to... Um, uh, let me see here. Where is it? Um, I'm looking for it here. Let's see here. Does it say it? Does it say it? I don't know. But you get a code, which I already got. I just got the code uh, that you put on uh, the Fallout website or, you know, the, the Bethesda Fallout website. And you get a code to get into the beta for Fallout 76. So I want to get into the beta for the Xbox One edition of Fallout 76, see how it feels to me, see if I'm going to like it, which if it's like our generic Fallout game, but just without vats, which I can maybe live with. It's going to be hard for a guy like me to live with that, but I could probably live with that. Um, if it plays well and it does well, I'll keep, the cl I'll keep that edition. I'll keep the... You know, the collector's uh, edition of Fallout 76. The, you know, the helmet and all that. 
And then if I don't like it, if I really don't, it, it would have to be a really significant thing saying, okay, this is unplayable for me. I'm never going to get the hang of this. It's too many, still too many people killing me, and it just doesn't feel right. You know, if it really isn't going to be a game for me, even though I love Fallout and this looks like a op- great open-world adventure just like they do with the Elder Scrolls uh, online, um, then I'll just sell my collector's edition because it's sold out everywhere. I bet I'll get a, you know, a decent premium for it if I decide to sell it. You know, why not? Why not? So, uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be keeping this collector's edition because I love to have collector's editions of stuff and the vault tech uh, power armor. I got the, you know, I got the vault, uh, the pit boy. I got the pit boy. Uh, and you know, I, I like the pit boys. I got two Pip-Boys, actually. I don't have just the one. I got two Pip-Boys. I got the original clock one that doesn't work for shit, and I got the one for your your wrist where you could put your smartphone into and use it as a Pip-Boy. I got that as well. Um, and I, I want this Power Armor helmet. It looks pretty sweet, and uh, you can wear it. It's wearable, and it looks pretty sweet. And, you know, it's a bunch of plastic junk that, you know, people like me buy, and it's just who I am. What can I say, folks? I'm a gamer like that. But Fallout 76 looks pretty good. They showed off some gameplay in it. They showed off some stuff in it. It looked pretty fun. It looked really fun. It, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. They said they got some uh, techniques. They got some things that you know will keep people players keep to keep players in the game. You know, they they're making sure that nobody will just spam kill you or anything. They got some measures they're taking for people to not to be bad or cheat in the game or just keep killing each other. Even though they're going to make it a choice for people to do that, they just don't want you trolling certain pe- you know, people and doing all that. So I'm hoping that stuff works very well. And I'll have some fun because if I just want to play solo, which you know I probably will do most of the time, and then sometimes I'll have hopefully pl- other players, friends of mine joining in with me and we'll go on quests together and do some stuff, but if I'm playing alone, you know, I want to play alone, just do some quests and do some stuff myself, that's that's cool, but if I have some peep, peeps with me eventually, you know, some friends from work or wherever on my Xbox Live account, I'll play with them as well, because that Fallout 76 looks like a great game to play, and it's coming out, well, this fall, I think, right? Is it coming out this fall, or is it coming out... Uh, yike. Uh, let's see. Fallout 76 release date. There we go. Fallout 76 release date. Oh, November 14th, 2018, it says. Uh, let's see here. Fallout beta details and release date. Uh, Fallout 76 release date is November f- uh, 14th, 2018. Um, let me check other sites here. Um, yeah, November 14, 2018. That's when it's, uh, set to release on all platforms. Okay. And then, like I said, we get a beta code to try out the game elsewhere. Okay. I've been talking a lot about Fallout 76 on this podcast. And I'm sure there's going to be more details to come. But that was a really big game from Bethesda. Uh, then they teased a couple games after that. They teased Starfield, which is a space, uh fairing rpg we do not know anything else about it 
Uh, we thought that we would have known more about it this year, but they just showed a quick little teaser trailer uh, in space from a planet in space to a space station looking type of uh, thing outside in space and just looks like it's going to be a good game. Went out, followed in space. Yes. And then they teased after that, which I didn't even see, I didn't see coming, was another Elder Scrolls game. Elder Scrolls Six was teased. Now, that game is probably a lot farther off, but they teased it. They said it's there. It's in the works. And it is coming. So, everybody, from Starfield to Elder Scrolls in this Fallout 76, and all these other games from Rage 2, Doom, Eternal, Wolfenstein... Bethesda had a great, perfect show. I think I gave them a A triple A, A triple A or triple A plus plus or whatever. I gave them like a perfect score because, you know what? Stuff I didn't see, nothing. I got everything I wanted and more. There's more games here that that I want and that I probably want to put down money on, even if I won't be playing all of them. Shit, they make me want to buy games from them. Bethesda does a great job every year to just say, hey, Mr. Mike. Here's more games. We want more of your money. Here's some more games. Here, here's even more games for you. Open up that wallet to us. Here's some awesome collector's editions to you. And I'm like, oh boy, guys, you you got to calm down on the games, Bethesda. you got to slow, slow it down, slow it down, which you never know. It might slow down after all this stuff comes up, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that because it's Bethesda and it seems like a lot of studios that Bethesda has underneath them are working on tons of games, so... Let's just say, I think every year they're just going to show off a ton of games that you're going to want to play. Huh. It's crazy, right? And then we got Square Enix, which kicked off Monday's E3, uh, Shows of Shows. And they kicked it off with Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which looks amazing like always, folks. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I cannot wait to get, cannot wait to pick up. Um, I wish I had release days on some of these but i always forget so uh here i go clicking frantically uh throughout my computer to find a a genuine release date on uh shadow of the tomb raider ah here we go so september 14th this year okay so it's coming out this september the 14th uh 2018 for shadow of the tomb raider and of course I will be picking it up. I will be getting it. I will be playing it. I will be playing Laura Croft's next latest adventure or her defining adventure or last adventure. I don't know what they're teasing here with their her adventure, but I'm looking very forward to it. I am looking forward to Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I cannot wait to play that. And I like all the Tomb Raider games. I love playing Tomb Raider. And this is another one, and it's by a company... You know, it's made by people that I, I like. So, everybody, more Shadow of the Tomb Raider, please. Uh, then they sh- talked news up on Final Fantasy XIV online, uh, including an amazing hookup with the Monster Hunter for Final Fantasy XIV X Monster Hunter World, which is coming summer 2018, uh, which is so, so is it imminent. Uh, so it's coming summer 2018 for all that stuff. Uh, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, a game set in the same game world as the Life is Strange. Um, 
we were also told that some of the characters in the free-to-play chapter, because this is going to be a free-to-play game when it comes out, folks, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, uh, will be available June 26th. Uh, we'll be in the Life is Strange 2 universe, or the characters will be in the Life is Strange 2. And this game, the, the Vent- Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, are coming is coming on June 22nd, or 26th. And so you have to explore everywhere for, in this. I haven't played the Life is uh, the Life is Strange yet. I am I have it downloaded. I have it on my Xbox One. I have it in my ready to play list of games. And I'm thinking about trying to play that, hopefully, to maybe tonight or something. I want to play that. I know it's getting late already. I know there's all these other things I want to do. But I'm thinking of maybe, maybe playing this game uh, tonight. So i got to get through this podcast. And I'm still not that far. I'm kind of far into it. Um, Then they show Dragon Quest XI or Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm thinking. I can't read Room... Uh, Roman Roman numerals anymore, apparently. So Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of the Elusive Age. That's what it's called. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of the Elusive Age was announced. Uh, they showed off Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch, which was finally confirmed. I think a release date as well. I don't know. But a lot of people are... Yeah, I think there is a release date. And a lot of people are going crazy for that. Uh, Just Cause 4, which was pretty big n- announcement for them, which I didn't think that they were making a new Just Cause game. And then I thought, well, I didn't care for the last one. I don't know about this one, but it looks still pretty good, um, including an explanation on enemy AI. They were talking about how the Avalanche promises that Rico's foes will be much more intelligent in battles this time around. And that there's weather effects in this game and a whole bunch of other great stuff and, you know, more Just Cause, I guess. I don't know. I might pass that by because I was so soured by Just Cause 3, but you never know. Maybe this will be a better Just Cause game. I wanted something like Mercenaries, so maybe the next Just Cause will be like Mercenaries. The last one is okay, but I can only do so much in the, in the game with my abilities because they wanted you to learn all these stupid things with the glider and I couldn't do it. Uh, then they also teased a new IP called Babylon's Fall. And then another new IP uh, was next up called The Quiet Man. Which is really weird. Uh, stuff we didn't see from the Square Enix uh, showcase was no new Splinter Cell game. Which everybody was speculating after that whole uh, Rainbow Six game or Rainbow whatever. Rainbow... Ghost Recon, Rainbow, whatever. I, I can't get them all mixed up, all those shooter games. But after they had, uh, you know, Michael Ironside's uh, Splinter Cell character in that game, everybody was speculating, oh, they're working on a Splinter Cell game. They're going to announce a Splinter Cell game at E3. Well, they didn't announce any new Splinter Cell game for E3. Sorry. Sorry. No new Splinter Cell from Square Enix. Um... But wait a second. Wait a second. You know what? I think I got that wrong myself. Uh, hold on. I gotta backtrack. I gotta backtrack here. Hold on. Um, ah. 
Okay, never mind, folks. Let's exonate that. I'm going to change my uh, my notes here because apparently I wasn't thinking until now because I'm like thinking, wait a second. What am I talking about? Oh, sorry. I Let me let me cut that out. Uh, so nothing. Let's say nothing because you know what? Splinter Cell isn't a Square Enix game. It's a Ubisoft game. Oh, man. Oh, that's my bad. That is totally my bad. Um, oh, man. I, I feel like a doofus now. Oh, man. There we go. Wow. I, I really feel like a doofus. Oh, you could pull my uh, Mr. Mike gaming card for that one, folks. I, I, I take I take full responsibility for that. Sorry, I... I thought it was in... I must have got Ubisoft and Square Enix mixed up. Oh, God. So, basically, in Square Enix, we also saw... Which I forgot to put in the show notes here. Uh, definitely more Kingdom Hearts 3. Which looks amazing. New worlds, new stuff like that. I thought I had that in here. Um... I don't know why it's not in there. Oh, because I have it under PlayStation. That's my bad. But, uh, yeah, there was some Kingdom Hearts, a lot of Kingdom Hearts uh, gameplay shown at Square Enix. Uh, they were showing the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer and all that, and the Frozen trailer and stuff, because Elsa from Frozen is going to be in the game. And the game looks really good. I cannot wait for uh, that game to hit, I think, February 2019 as well or something I heard. February 2019 2019 for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, I'm looking for that. Otherwise, stuff I didn't see was nothing from Square Enix. So sorry. Sorry again it wasn't Ubisoft. Now we're into Ubisoft. And you already know one of the things that uh, we missed from Ubisoft, but... Ubisoft, we did see Just Dance 2019, which was kicked off by a sung and dance uh, promotion with panda bears and all sorts of weird people and creatures. Uh, then they showed off a nice trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2, which looks pretty good. A nice uh, full CG trailer, which I don't know if that's going to be gameplay or if that's just all just trailer and then the game is going to look different. You know, it's always deceiving like that, but... I hear it's a play. They have. I think they said they have a playable demo or something out uh, over at the E3 show sh- show or something. I don't know, um, but it looks like it's being made. It looks like it's going to have a very ev- uh, very dark story to it. And hey, you never know. Maybe I'll pick it up and play it. This game I will be picking up and playing. It's called Trials Rising. I do like Trials Evolution a lot. And we haven't had a new Trials game for a while since Trials of the Blood Dragon, which I I can confirm really sucks. Uh, Trials Rising looks really cool. It looks like you got a lot more stunts going on, a lot more things happening. I think there's some, like, multiplayer aspect to it as well if you want. Trials Rising looks amazing. It looks like a game that most of us are going to want to play using, you know balancing acts and stuff with our motorbikes and all that. Trials Rising looks like a good game. Then they showed off the impressive Division 2, you know, new story, you're in Washington, D.C., you know, a lot of bad is going on around there, you got factions and all this stuff, and you got these people in the Division trying to clean the mess up little by little. It's very bad, dark times, and, uh, 
yeah, it's more of what you like from the Division in Division 2, and I guess they got raids in here now and stuff. It looked impressive. A game that I'll never play in a million years myself, but it looks impressive. I'll watch other people play it, but not me. And then they showed off a game called the Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, chapter is a new chapter is coming in the form of Donkey Kong Adventure, uh, which will be available from June 26th. I hear. Um, I was kind of hoping that there would have been you know a new Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle game, but I guess they're just doing DLC right now, which is okay because it looks pretty cool and it's going to involve it's going to be Donkey Kong now doing this. Uh, then they showed off the. Skull and Bones game, which is the ship-to-ship battle game by Ubisoft, which uh, a lot of people said, said that stated it looks like the Sea of Thieves game, but maybe better <laughs> with Skull and Bones. A lot more things are happening and going on and compared to the Sea of the Thieves uh, game, so a lot of people were giving it a big applause for Skull and Bones. And you know what? Another game I probably won't play, but it looked amazing. looked really good. Then they talked about some VR stuff like transference for VR and traditional platforms. Uh, it's essentially a horror escape game set in the corrupted mind and will be available this fall. Ubisoft's first Toys the Life game was also talked about. Starlink, the Battle for Atlas, which, you know, I'm sp- I don't know how well this is- game is going to do, but for those people that like uh, Nintendo games and they like Star Fox, well, Fox is... Fox is coming in this game. He's going to be a new, like a playable character. He's a guest star in this game. Uh, it's close to release, coming this October. And like I said, Fox will be in the game, which a lot of people are going crazy over. Uh, then they showed some For Honor um, getting new DLC. It looks really dark and badass, you know, with the ladies and stuff that they're getting in there that are kicking ass and taking no prisoners killing everybody a lot of killing a lot of different factions for honor you know some asian people and stuff in there and all this great stuff for honor looks like a great game a game that i wanted to play but that i never got into and it's getting new dlc for all the rest of you that play for honor then they showed a bit of the crew 2 which is a even closer to release, then you can jump, and you can jump into to a free open beta from June 21st. And I guess people like the crew too. I guess or like the crew, so that, of course they made a crew too. And then they showed off this game, which I'm definitely gonna get because this brings together a lot of elements that I love, and it takes the series in a new direction which i never cared for the series too much but now i might care for the series more with this game and that's assassin's creed which the assassin's creed series never appealed too much to me i tried playing a couple assassin's creed games i just never got into them but this assassin's creed assassin's creed odyssey looks freaking amazing man freaking amazing i i tell you this is the assassin's creed for everybody i can tell you this I can tell you this with a certainty. This is the Assassin's Creed game you want. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, That's my little Trump oppression there. Uh, Looks freaking amazing, man. Uh, Origins was a huge leap uh, for for the series. But this time, Odyssey takes things so much further. 
Greek mythology, basically, with Spartans and Greeks and all that, which I love the Roman times, people. I love the Roman times, and that's the time frame that I want to be in, and that's what I want to kick some ass in. Greek mythology has always been a particular interest for a lot of people, so this could be something great, and I'm looking at it, and it looks great. It's more of an RPG this time around, which, right there and then, it makes me really giddy for it. Uh, with two different characters to choose from from the start, male or female, for the first time ever. And it looks really good. The gameplay looks excellent. Uh, when I watched Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the, uh, the gameplay trailer and all that, and the storylines that you can go through, because you can talk to people, choose different story dialogues, you know, craft the story as your own. It really took me somewhere. It it really is taking me somewhere, and uh, I'm very very happy about this game. I cannot freaking wait to see myself uh, see some uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm I bet you I'm definitely gonna buy this game. I definitely gonna buy it. This might actually be my Assassin's Creed game because it's nothing like the other Assassin's Creed games. It's not some cloak and daggers. That uh, yep, I, I you gotta admit it. It's no, it's not, this time around, it's not just some cloak and daggers type of person going in the, the whiffs, climbing tall buildings, jumping off of them in the hay bales, and going and trying to find a certain guy to slit his throat or her throat. You know what I mean? There might be a lot of that, but it's in Roman Greek times, so it's just fighting, like 300 style. I like that. I want to play that. Just like when I played, uh, what was that game called for the Xbox One when it was a launch title? Rise. That Rise game? That's what this is going to be. Probably in a next next level, though, for me. An RPG story, which I am I am looking very much forward to. Um, stuff I, we didn't see, of course. No new Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2. So, maybe on the horizon... That might come out, because I'm sure with the partnership that Ubisoft and Nintendo are doing together, I'm sure there'll be some more Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle coming up down the road. That was a good game. I beat that game. I may get the DLC. I don't know yet. Maybe down the line. Uh, But I did enjoy myself some Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and I did beat it. And no new Splinter Cell game, which I accidentally uh, uh, stated for... uh, Square Enix. Sorry, folks, again. So no n- new Splinter Cell game. Whew. I fixed that. Um, let's see here. I put Nintendo next, even though PlayStation was next. And I'm going to go down to PlayStation first, or Sony and PlayStation first, and then go back up to Nintendo. But uh, PlayStation, let's just say uh, no Vita talk, no nothing. Uh, they started off some, with some weird presentations with music and all that. Uh, showing off The Last of Us 2, which I guess a lot of people like, because a lot of people were cheering like crazy. And then there was some stuff in The Last of Us 2 look, looked like uh, Tomb Raider to me, a uh, Lara Croft's Tomb Raider game. So there you have it for that. Um, what more can I say about The Last of Us 2? Stars Ellie. You get to play as Ellie. There was some girl on girl groping and sexual kissing and stuff. And they were all smelly, I guess. Smelly girls, I don't know. They did a lot of interesting stuff. It looked like Tomb Raider, though. It looked like a post-apocalyptic Tomb Raider kind of a game. Let's just say that. And a lot of people liked The Last of Us, so I guess a lot of people wanted The Last of Us, too. Then they showed off a game called Ghost of Tsushima. Sorry if I got that totally wrong. 
as you can tell, Japanese fighting style game. Open world fighting style game. Uh, the control looks very similar to... Oh. Am I... Am I looking at... Oh, control. Okay. I, I was I was looking at it. I'm like, what? I didn't put a dash in between here. I should have put a dash in between here because I thought that was a part of the sentence. So there's this other game called Control, uh, which I think it's made by... Uh... uh I'm trying to think of their names. The people that made Quantum Break and uh, Alan Wake. Uh, which I loved Qu- Quantum Break. Didn't care for Alan Wake. Uh, Remedy. There we go. Remedy. I guess Remedy is making a new game called Control, which looks very similar to Quantum Break in many aspects. But nothing more was shown about that. Then they showed off a really eerie, interesting gameplay trailer of the remake Resident Evil 2 and a lot of new aspects which might be a remake of the original but looks to be a, an almost all new game and it looked very eerie and scary and it looked like a very good Resident Evil and it takes place in the time of the second Resident Evil okay then we were shown more Kingdom Hearts 3 now uh now known that the Pirates of the Caribbean is part of the game and a lot of other stuff. And it showed off a new trailer for that. You know, more Kingdom Hearts 3. I wish there was just more regular gameplay of it. I think I did see more Kingdom Hearts 3 gameplay. And like I said, I am going to get myself Kingdom Hearts 3 when it comes out. That's the game for me. More Kingdom Hearts 3. And then Hiro Kojima, you know, Mr. Kojima himself. You can't go wrong with a Kojima trailer and a big trailer as it is because kojima games are like big crazy you don't understand a damn thing about them and they always have a big 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 sequence uh videos uh story sequences well they showed this death stranding trailer uh had a new outing with actual gameplay footage this time a little bit of it uh but apart from the incredible rendering of the walking dead star uh norman reedus which this game i guess revolves around at least partially and it looks very disgusting it looks very weird in general because there's baby butts and other stuff here and weird non-seeable monsters that can kill you if you don't if you don't stop standing still and not breathing and there's some weird female characters coming into play here. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what this game is. Nobody knows what this game is. And nobody probably will ever know what this game is. They're just going to go, Kojima's a, is a god. He's a creative person. Yes, he is a creative person. But is he like a great game maker? I don't know. I didn't like any of the Metal Gear Solid games. So I don't know. <laughs> Death Stranding, maybe it'll be some kind of game that'll be interesting. It looks like a, a walking delivery boy simulation game. Because it looks like Norman Reedus is always delivering stuff and walking around. So maybe it's going to be a boring game. Who knows? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. We'll find out maybe sometime next year. More Death Stranding. And then they uh, turned off the conference with Spider-Man. The final game, which looks like a great Spider-Man game. Except for the fact that it's only a PlayStation exclusive. Because um, they're greedy and they don't want it to go on Xbox or any other platform which i was sad about because this looked like a really good spider-man game and it's been a very long time since i played a spider-man game on any other console 
Let's just say that. Uh, but it looked great. It looked, uh, you know, the graphics, the gameplay looked amazing. It looks like a good Spider-Man game, but like I said, only on PlayStation, which I don't have a PS4, so I'm never going to play that game. And like I said, they didn't talk about anything online, uh, new, no new games really for 2018. Here's the stuff we didn't see, like I just said. No new games for 2018 holiday season? What? All this stuff was mostly tallied for 2019, I think. Most of it. Um, and where's the new Infamous game or something? No, you know what? What? I thought we'd get it like a new Infamous or something this time around for from uh, Sony, but nothing. No new Gran Turismo? Wow, am I surprised about that? Not really. You know, Gran Turismo, folks. I'm surprised they're not more pissy about it because, you know, you get a new Forza game all the time, but, you know, no new Gran Turismo. It seems like they take forever. Has that taken another drink of water? Um, what more can I say about that? Um, huh. The Sony Press... PlayStation conference was short, sweet. You know, they did the thing, but they didn't really talk too much about games. You know, they talked about games, but they didn't really have much to show, which I think X- Microsoft and Xbox had a stronger showing, more to show at their showcase for games this holiday season and coming down the road and new studios. Sony, they just seem to be really relaxed. They're like, hey, we, we own this uh, console market right now. We're just going to relax a bit. We're just going to throw out some third-party games and then some first-party games and just, you know, slowly just cruise on through with the the game showing, and that's it. You know, Sony didn't really feel... They wanted to ha- they wanted you to have a connection, as they were saying. I'm like, connect for what? Just show us the games. We don't need to connect. <laughs> so, uh, it was really... Uh, you know, it was an average press conference from Sony. You know, they don't impress me really much, too much nowadays. You know, last year with the God of War game, which looks and looks really good when I watched uh, my friend play it and a lot of other people play it, that looked good. That was a good get. That was a good make, I should say. But otherwise, what else do you got, Sony? Nothing for me. Maybe a new Yakuza game is coming out, but, you know... Sega likes to make them for the PlayStation. I wish they would make them for Xbox because if uh, Sega is listening, if you guys uh, started putting out Yakuza games for the Xbox One, even remakes or whatever, I'm sure a lot of people would be buying and playing them. I know I would. I know I would love to play a Yakuza game, but I want to play it on Xbox. I know it's. I think it's also coming out on PC, so that might be my next choice. If I want to play a Yakuza game, I might play it on PC, so... I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And then we finish it all off with Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. And this time around on Nintendo, which I don't know if anybody noticed or was shocked about, they didn't show any new, uh, and I should have put this in stuff we didn't see, but I didn't. They didn't show any uh, 3DS games. Where are all the 3DS games? They didn't show, I don't think they showed a single 3DS game. At the Nintendo uh, press uh, press briefing video, hmm. You know, I didn't see anything. I don't hear anybody talking about it. Maybe I was wrong about it, but uh, but maybe they did show one. But I don't think they did. I don't know. I thought it was all for Switch. 
Hmm. I don't know. Uh, so Nintendo kicked it off with a game that it, I was very interested in. It's had hard metal uh, trailer to it and all, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, Damien X Mechima, Mechima, Mechina, uh, is actually scheduled for 2019. Looks like a decent cell shaded mech game. This looked like a really good mech game. Um, let me see here if I put it in to here. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah, it looks like a a wild looking mech game from the Nintendo Switch. I'm looking at it on the verge right now. Um, called Damon X Mechama game features what appears to be incredibly fast-paced robot action, which I really like. I don't like slow robots or mech, slow mechs, along with cel-shaded art style that makes it look like an anime. However, aside from how cool it looks, there isn't a lot of information available about this game for now. Um, and it's supposed to come out on the Switch at some point in 2019. But it, yes, it looks like a really kick-ass game. I was really impressed by it at the start of the um, Nintendo E3 press conference. And it might be a mech game that I'll pick up for the Nintendo Switch when it does come out, uh, drop uh, in 2019. I might get it. You know, I haven't played a mech game in a long time. I do like mech games. It's just nobody wants to put out a good mech game. And this one looks like a good mech game. And it's going to be cell shaded and it's going to be fast paced. That's what I want. I don't want slow mechs. I want fast-moving uh, cell-shaded mechs. Why not? So they kicked it off strong with Nintendo. Uh, then they showed off Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee editions again. I already pre-ordered my Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu edition. I wasn't going to. I was just going to wait for the next uh, re- uh, next real iteration Pokemon game for the Switch. But, you know, that's going to be a little farther off, I think, next year. And then... This one is like a remake of the original Pokemon games that came out. The blue and red, I guess, uh, Pokemon games. But up, up-resed, upgraded a lot, I guess. Remade from the ground up. Um, even though we saw them announced a month ago, uh, the best news, though, is that the Pokeball Plus accessory, which I'm going to tell you right now, folks, when I found out about this Pokeball Plus accessory... I'm like, okay, why do I want this? Well, it'll come with an exclusive Mew for the games. So it'll come with an exclusive Mew, uh, which Mew is a Pokemon, for the games. And you can't get Mew anywhere else. You can't even get Mew in the games. And originally, Mew was hard to get for the games. You had to go to special events to get Mew and stuff, I guess, back in the day uh, for the Pokemon games. So now they're making him an exclusive only if you buy one of these Pokeball Pluses. So I pre-ordered it because they became online. They went on sale uh, for pre-order on Amazon Prime and elsewhere. And it co- it's going to cost me like 50 fucking dollars for this Pokeball Plus accessory with a Mew inside. 50 freaking dollars, people. I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, but I'm going to check back here. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. Pokeball Plus. There we go. Pokeball Plus. 
Uh, it's four ninety nine ninety nine. I was looking to see if they would announce, which I'm sh- seeing that they're not announcing yet. Uh, physical. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. They do got a let's go Pikachu, or let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, Pokemon Plus bundle here. Um. Okay, they got the Eevee one that you could pre-order for ninety-nine bucks. And then let's go Pikachu Physical. They don't have it yet for pre-order. At least not here on Amazon. And that's what I want because it's 99 bucks. Instead of paying what, 120 with tax and all that for a, po- a Pokeball and the game separately, if I can get both of these for 99 bucks, I would get both of them because my friend's getting Pokemon... Uh, Pokemon Eevee edition and I want Pikachu so I'm like I'm going to get Pikachu edition because I you know I don't care about Eevee too much I like Pikachu um, so I was thinking of getting that but I gotta wait to pre-order that sucker because it's like it's 99 bucks it's going to be coming out uh, let's see here how about Best Buy let's check out a Best Buy Best Buy Let's see here. BestBuy.com. Let's get in the BestBuy.com. Let's go Pokemon Go Plus. There we go. Pokemon Go Plus. Oh, maybe not. Pokemon. Pokemon. Let's go. There we go. Let's go Pokemon. There we go. Let's go Pokemon. And actually, I can get Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to pre-order it for here. No thanks. Okay. I want to see if I can get this on Best Buy pre-ordered for a second. Uh, oh, I can pick this up in Clarence? Okay. I can pick this up at a store by me. Nice. For a hundred bucks instead of getting, uh, which I forgot my password. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. So it'd be a hundred and eight dollars instead of a hundred and twenty dollars, and I'll pick it up over at my store closest to me. You know, there we go. Okay. So. Okay. I'm just going to continue while, <laughs> while we're not talking about anything, folks. And I, I could always change up my, my order here. Um, hold on. I'm going to pause this podcast for one brief second. Okay, everybody. I'm back. I forgot what I was talking about. I think I was talking about Pokemon, right? I was poking, talking about the Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pokemon, and they got a bundle with uh, the Pikachu and Pokeball Plus accessory, which if you buy them separately, you're paying 60 something dollars for 
Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, and then you're paying $49.99 plus tax for the Pokeball Plus, which I think is outrageously overpriced. But if you're able to, which I was, that's hence why I paused this podcast and I had to rearrange my orders a little bit, because uh, I already uh, pre-ordered Let's Go Pikachu, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu from Amazon, and I pre-ordered the Pokeball Plus accessory from Amazon, which were separate orders, which would have cost me about roughly like around 120 bucks, give or take, with the tax and all that to get. Uh, I found out people, I found out they had a bundle going on uh, with Let's Go, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or or Eevee editions with the Pokeball Plus included for a bit cheaper, for a little bit cheaper, for $99.99, so 100 bucks. So... They didn't, the problem was Amazon didn't have the bundle for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. They only had the Eevee edition, which I didn't want because, you know, my friend's getting the Eevee edition. And Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu with the Pokeball Plus was still, like, uh, email when available or whatever. Which I checked Best Buy and they had the $99 Let's Go Pikachu Plus Pokeball Plus bundle. Uh, Pokeball Plus bundle accessory with the game for 99 bucks. So I went over to BestBuy.com. I pre-ordered it. I'm picking it up at my local Clarence store within with uh, here. I'm, so I'll be getting it on my way back from work when it comes out. Or if I decide to take the day off, which I haven't decided. Uh, <laughs> either I'll take the day off that day or I'll come back or, you know, I'll just be coming back from work. Uh, I'll get it and I'll play with it. And, um, yeah, so I'll get it for, like, what, 20-something dollars cheaper or something? And plus, I'll get it when I when I go pick it up. I won't have to wait for the mail to come to get Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu with my Pokeball Plus. So I think I'm going to save myself at least 20 bucks on this deal, and I'm going to get it right away. And I canceled both my orders from Amazon, which... It's kind of sad because I do got my Amazon Chase card and I do get points from them and stuff. But you know, you gotta start, you gotta save sometimes with your purchases. And I want to save my, I think I should save myself at least twenty damn dollars because I think it came to be a hundred and eight dollars or so with tax from Best Buy. Uh, so a lot cheaper still uh, than the hundred twenty plus that I'd be paying for the Amazon orders. So I, I think, I think I'm, I'll get that. So. Uh, because I want a Mew. I want to have Mew off the start as well. If I get Mew and Pikachu off the start, that's going to be awesome gameplay for me. Because then I could go into the game and, you know, really take on some Pokemon and stuff with Mew. Especially if I can evolve Mew into Mewtwo, then I'll be unstoppable. What the hell? <laughs> or if I breed Mew, you know, I could probably breed Mew uh, with a, a Ditto or a Ditto or something. Who knows? Uh that it's endless possibilities folks <laughs> so i'm crazy I'm crazy for pokemon i still like pokemon and i want to play this pokemon games why not and they're going to be on the switch and th- th- this pokemon let's go pikachu because it's a, based off the older game but you know up you know they redid it from the ground up this will hold me hold me uh up back you know it'll hold me up until the re- the next generation of pokemon game comes out for the switch so I'm, I'll, I'll be happy for it. Uh, so enough about Pokemon, folks. Uh, Super Mario Party had been re- uh, Super Mario Party has been announced. Awesome, a new Mario Party for a new console for the, the Nintendo Switch. 
I was surprised about this. I didn't hear any rumors or anything about it, but it's true. A new Mario Party game, and people are saying, well, this ain't a numbered Mario Party game. Well, who cares? It's a Super Mario Party, meaning it's going to be super amazing. It looks pretty good, and I cannot wait to get it. It's going to be released this October 5th. So October 5th, I'm getting myself Super Mario Party. Why not? Why shouldn't I? Of course I will. Because I got Mario Party for everything. Almost. I don't got it on N64 or anything like that. But on the, from the GameCube to the, to the Wii, I got Mario Party. And for the DS, I got that Mario Party DS game. I don't have it on the Wii U because I don't own a Wii U. And uh, I'm going to have it on the Switch. Why not? New Mario Party game. I love Mario Party. Now, it ain't no Fortune Street, but it's a Mario Party. Uh, then they announced uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. You know, for your Fire Emblem fans out there. Fortnite on the Nintendo Switch, which is now out for free, which we heard rumors of. And it was announced, and Fortnite's on basically everything, even mobile. And here you go. You can play Fortnite on your Nintendo Switches, folks. Have fun in your open world p2p player thing or open world or whatever shooter uh then overcooked 2 was announced for all you people that like the overcooked series wolfenstein 2 and the monster hunter generations uh of course were announced before but they i guess they got release dates now and they're coming out soon i think next year or something i think i i forgot when wolfenstein 2 was exactly coming out and let's see a uh, wolf and wolf. Let's see, wolf and Stein to switch. Switch. Okay. Uh, for the switch. Uh, release date. Here we go. The switch release date. Oh, that's wrong because it's supposed to be 2018. Um. Ah, I don't want to see that. Uh, here we go. Uh, um, when's the release date? June. Oh, okay. Uh, announced that the shooter's port launches on June 29th. So June 29th, uh, it's coming out. The physical uh, uh, version of the new Colossus for uh, Wolfenstein 2. So there you go, folks. Wolfenstein 2, June 29th, I guess. For the Switch. I, I wanted to quickly look that up for you guys. And then Monster Hunter Generations I'm sure is also coming soon. Uh, then they also announced a new Mega Man from Mega Man 11. And then the rest of the show they basically showed off su- the new Super Mario Brothers. Or Super Super Mario Bros. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Which is the newest Super Smash Bros. game. Built from the ground up. Probably using some of the same some of the same game mechanics, but basically, it was built m- from the ground up. Uh, many character reveals. It's going to cr- have the whole roster from the very beginning of Super Smash Bros. to now. Plus new characters, of course. So that's why it's the ultimate Super Smash Bros. New levels, uh, including Metroid's Ridley, which I guess a lot of people wanted in there. There's also news that the Nintendo GameCube controllers will also work with the Switch version with an adapter, I'm sure. 
Uh, the game is coming out on December 7th of this year. So this 7th of December, December 7th, we will be getting the new Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game, which I will also purchase and play with my friends and stuff and myself. Uh, it'll have its new, I guess, uh, story-based mode thing, gameplay, and it has a lot of stuff in it. They were showing levels, new characters, gameplay moves, all this stuff. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the ultimate Smash Bros. game, and it looks pretty damn good, and I will get it for the Switch just to com- to play it forever. Why not? I would love to play. It looks great. Uh, stuff we didn't see from the Nintendo press conference? No new Mario Maker. I was hoping. I thought they would have showed something on a new Mario Maker. I was kind of I was kind of obsessed. I was thinking, yes, they're going to show a new Mario Maker game for the Switch. Nothing. Nada. Goose egg. What the fuck, Nintendo? What the fuck? <laughs> no new Mario Maker. Maybe next year. Let's hope. Uh, no Mario Galaxy 1 or 2 remasters for the Switch. Kind of figured they weren't going to show any of that. Uh, but... You know, there was always hope, and a lot of people were hoping for something like that. No new 2D slash 3D side-scrolling Mario games, which I was very surprised on because I'm like, shouldn't this be like the year that they ha- uh, they announce a new side-scrolling um, classic Mario game for the Switch so we can all play a classic Mario? And I forgot to put one more thing on here, which I should put on here anyways. No, no mention or talk of a Nintendo online service. Online service. Yes, they didn't talk about their Nintendo online service, which I'm thinking is going to happen uh, on a separate... Uh, Nintendo Direct. I think they're going to have a Nintendo Direct uh, happening before Nintendo Online goes Nintendo Online where you got to pay a subscription for uh, which is not that bad for $20 a month or year. Um, so I'm thinking they didn't talk about it this time. I'm sure they're in the near future they're going to talk about Nintendo Online and show what it offers what it features for your 20 bucks a year. So uh, yeah, that was Nintendo and that was basically E3, and that was all the game announcements, all the the news. Um, nothing Red Dead. Another surprise. Nothing Red Dead throughout any of the conferences. Nobody talked Red Dead. Nobody had Red Dead Redemption shown on stage or anything. I guess uh, 2K and uh, Rockstar are like, no, we're going to do this shit ourselves. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm like, wow, no new Red Dead. Hmm. So, I'm just looking here, and yeah, no new Red Dead, uh, no new Red Dead, uh, no new anything else of that nature, and, uh, I still think it, that was a good E3, we got a lot of stuff, even though no new Red Dead or anything, and, uh, uh, I don't know. What else? Did I miss anything? Was there anything missed? I don't think I missed anything. Ah, so there you have it, folks. That's all the predictions, all the talks, everything that I could think of. 
on, on every press, com- press conference. All I can say is this is going to be an expensive couple of years for me because, shit, I'm going to have to work some overtime for this stuff because a lot of games coming out that I want still, you know, they always and they always got these extra games that I want that I'm never going to be able to play. And a lot of content, a lot of stuff, and it's been a good year again. You know, it's going to be another great year, another great fall. I wish they would b- release a lot of this stuff in the s- summertime. You know, like the upcoming release of the new Minecraft version for Nintendo Switch, which I'm getting the physical edition of. That's coming soon. Can't wait to play that. And a few other things, but I'm surprised they weren't showing anything else. Hmm. Oh, well. So, everybody, uh, I think that's it. I think that's the podcast. I think that's my E3 for you guys, the E3 2018. Uh, and that was, and this was the E3 Gamer uh, Audiocast 2018, the aftermath. If you guys think I forgot about anything or any surprises or games or whatever, let me know because I think I got everything covered. You know, I know there's a bunch of indie games shown also at... Uh, um, at Nintendo's press con, I don't know if it was Nintendo or Microsoft. I think it was Microsoft. I know there's a lot of bunch of indie games. Yeah, it must have been Microsoft because at at id Xbox at at ID at Xbox. Yes, and there was a new Cuphead DLC coming and stuff, which I didn't really mention. But uh, just so many games, and there's only one of me, and there's so little time. So everybody, I hope you had a great E3 weekend. Or week, I should say. Weekend and week. And um, like I said, uh, new podcasts will commence uh, the following weekend. This weekend, no new podcasts. But the following weekend, we will be going back to our normally, well, semi-normally, regular scheduled podcast from yours truly uh, for a new Juju2Cast AudioCast and Games Attack AudioCast episodes. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my E3 coverage. Let me know what you thought about the me talking over the press conferences. If you liked it, or should I go back to my old format where I watch the press conferences, I jot down a bunch of notes, and I talk about it later. Because I think me trying to explain the press conferences helped a lot by getting the podcast out faster, talking about what's happening at the shows better. And, you know, I remembered, I don't have to remember stuff as, or write as fast or remember stuff from the each conference. I think I think it I think it works out that way. You know, I hope it I hope it worked out well for you guys cuz you heard it in the background too, the press conferences. So it's like you guys were being there with me. Uh so everybody, all I have to say is game on. Game hard. World conquest. I'm pushing this gaming button. I'm shutting down this show. So everybody, happy E3 2018. I'm Mr. Mike. I will catch you with a new E3 Gamer Gamer Audiocast in 2019. So let's count down to t- E3 2019. Everybody, game on.